Okay, we're continuing the Arucha Shurim, and we are learning about Kenyanim, commitments, and Kenyanim. And the Shurim for Chaytash Sivan have been sponsored anonymously. Lufu Shleimo, Fezriel, Ben Chayas Argitol, and Sorabas Miriam, Pesach Sharchayli Yisrael. So we talked on Monday about. <coughs> The concept that a Kenyan, that a, uh, a transaction is not complete until there is a Kenyan. However, we also talked about there's a concept of Dover Emes which they call here, I think, internal intent, which means to say that a person came to a decision in his mind to, uh, to sell or to accept an, an offer to sell. And um, there are halachas about that, even though no one knows about it. But since he decided in his heart, there's a Yari Shemayim, should keep what he decided in his heart. We then talked about if a person verbally agrees to something, and if he retracts on that, he's called Mechusar Amona. He is considered untrustworthy, and um, Chazal don't look favorably upon that. And we talked about the halachas of that. Now we're moving on to the third level of commitment. And that is where a person paid money for, um, for whatever he's purchasing. And we will see how that, how that works. So let's look at the Gemara on page 32, which is Mem Zayin Amad Beis in Bava and Parak And the Gemara is there a little bit about the middle of the page, with two dots where the gray line is. Um, Rabbi Yechanan Dvar Teira Mois Kainis. Rabbi Yechanan holds that according to Teira law, money is a Kenyan. So that means even if I paid money and you have not yet taken possession of the article, but it's mine. I own it wherever it is. Now, Umi Pnei Ma Amru Mishicha Kaina. So Rabbi Yechanan says, so why is it that the Chachamim came along and said that money is not Kaina? That means even though I paid money, since I have not yet taken possession, it does not belong to me. Why? Because we're afraid of the following case. I pay money, $100, to buy a load of, uh, of grain. And you're telling me that according to Torah law, I paid $100, it belongs to me. If Chas V'Shalom, a fire breaks out in the seller's warehouse, the seller is going to say to himself, what do I have to make myself sugar to put out the fire? The grain doesn't belong to me. I already sold it. So he has no incentive to go save it. So therefore the Chachamim came along and said, no, if I have not yet take possession, taken possession of the grain, the Achrayas, the responsibility is still on the seller and therefore he's going to go and save it. Would he have to return the money if, if, if there's no Mashiach yet? Oh, so he would have to return the money, correct, yes. Yeah, he would have to return the money. So, <coughs> so that is Rabbi Yechanan Shita. Now, Rish Lakish happens to argue, and Rish Lakish happens to hold that, no, Meshicha is Midaraisa, and Kasef, there's no such Kenyan of Kasef Midaraisa. It's Machlaikas Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish. Now, the Barchazal were a little nervous over here, and they said... If you go down to the bottom of the page, um, the last four lines on the page, 
the last word at the end of the, the, the line there, Tanan, Aval Amru But Chazal said like this, even though it's true that money is not kinda anymore. So if I gave money as cash, it's really not mine yet. However, Chazal didn't want it to be that I'm able to retract so easily. Lamaisa, I made a commitment by giving money. Now, we've had commitments in your heart is one level. Commitments with Dibur is another level. But commitment by actually giving the money, that's already a higher level. So although Chazal came along and they said it's not really a Kenyan anymore because of our Gzeira, but if you did give money, they didn't want it to be that it's just a free-for-all you could retract. So they said, the one who paid back and punished the Dorhamabul, who He is going to punish the person who doesn't stand by his word, but this word bidiburai here is not the exact. We're not talking about a person who's not keeping his word. We're talking about a person who's not keeping his word with the money that he paid. The person who just doesn't keep his word, and the Gemara explains that, Amim Ches, Amit Aleph, the, the person who just doesn't keep his word, that's Mechusar Amona. That was Monday night share. That's, you're not trustworthy. You don't get cursed for that. They out gave money, that Chazal say, um, is a, it's called, you get a Mishapara. person has to accept on himself a Mishapara. Now, so that is the halacha of Money being kainah. Now there's a very interesting machlaikas. Um, it's a machlaikas rishainim. And the achrainim talk about it as well. It's primarily known as a machlaikas between the rif and the balamar. In the lumdus of understanding what Chazal did when they said that money's not kain anymore. According to the way the rif explains it, the rif says that the Rabbanon made it that money is no kinyan at all. And means to say that even though the seller took payment, he is still the owner of the goods. Nothing happened. Again, midairaisa, you pay money, it becomes to the it belongs to the buyer. Chazal came along and were mafkia it entirely. It's not it remains the seller's goods. And we'll see what the nafkamina is in a minute. According to the Balamar, it's not like that. According to the Balamar, he says, no, if money is kainamidaraisa, that means there was a transfer. If I pay $100, the grain belongs to me. However, Chazal, who were nervous about that there might be a fire and the guy might not save it, gave the buyer a right to retract. He has a way of backing out of the deal. But till he backs out of the deal, it's actually a good deal. And it belongs to him. Now what's the nafkamina? There's a practical nafkamina. And the nafkamina is as follows. And there's a Rashi here on Memches Aleph on the next page on 33 where Rashi is coming to say a practical nafkamina between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan who says money is kainamida raisa and Reish Lakish says not. So if you look, Rashi says there um, on the right side there, Kaiba Aval, that's a Mishapara, Mishum Tvarim, Mashabal, Kalamaisa, Avamos, Economy de Raisa. The Nafkamina says Rashi, Linyani Sura. The Nafkamina is the Gabe Isser. What does that mean? Kimoy Imkidish Boy Es Isha. What happens if the seller takes the money that he received and he's Makadish and Isha? 
So according to Rabbi Yochanan, it would seem Rashi saying, since Devar Taira money is kaina, that means when I gave him the hundred dollars, I got the grain. The transaction has been complete. And therefore, the money is his, and if the seller goes and marries a woman with it, he's kind of her. According to Reish Lakish, who holds that there's no such kinyan of money, Midaraisa, till you do a Mashiach, nothing happens. So I gave him the money, but it's not his till I do a Mashiach. So therefore, if he went, the seller went to his Makadish Isha with that money, it doesn't work. That's what Rashi seems to say the Nafkamina is. Which would sound like the way the Balamar is explaining how it works. Let's now go, this Rashi is explaining Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yechanan. Now we had a question in Rabbi Yechanan that the Rabbanan were mevatel, the Kenyan of Mois. What does that mean? So we said the Rif says the Kenyan doesn't exist. So that would sound like if the seller went and used the money to be Mekadosh Isha, it shouldn't work. The Rabbanan were mevatel it. The Balamar said, no, the Rabbanan were mevatel it. The Rabbanan said, really it is a sale because the rice is a sale. Just, we're giving this buyer a way out if he needs to till he takes possession. But until then, the money belongs to the seller because I gave it to him. So he'd be able to make Kaddish as Aisha. So it would be Lechaira, Rashi, who's saying, Shadar Rabbi Yechanan, you could be Makadish Aisha, is like the Bal Hamar's explanation. Now there are other Rashi's that seems to be a steer to this. It ends up a big to-do in the Achrayinim. Exactly, and maybe even in the Rishayim for that matter, um, on the, uh, but the Achrayim for sure, and on page 34, they have a Chassam Seifer that handles the ra- different Rashis, and on 35, they have a Machan Ephraim, who also brings a Raya from this Rashi about it. Now it's, it's, um, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so so there um so there's a lot of um there's a lot of raid here, there's a lot of lambdas in how to understand how what the Rabbanan did and then how that works in all different Rishinim, there's Rashi, there's Taisvis in um in understanding it. So that is you know issue number one here. Now let us turn to page thirty six. Page 36 is the Shulchan Aruch of the Halacha we just read. And the Shulchan Aruch says here in Kuf Tzadiches, Sif Hei, V'lama tiknu chachamim shelo yehemo yizkainis? Why the chachamim make a takana money shouldn't work? G'zeire shem yitan alekeach t'me'achefetz. He might pay for it. V'kaidim shikachanim, before he takes possession, yoivad ba'inis. It'll be lost. K'aychatipot leika v'yisreif. There'll be a fire, or you vitlu, or robbers will take it. So im yir b'shus If it is belongs to the lekeach, even though he hasn't yet taken possession, So the seller says, "Hey, what do I have to make myself a sugar for? It's not mine, anyways." So we let it stay by the meicher in order that he should try and save it. So comes along the sma. On the right side of the page, there on 36 on the bottom, Sifhei, Yisma mea meicher velayatzel vim taima. Frek the sma question. Mehai taima gam bikinyan sudar 
He says, why is it only by Kenyan Kesef that Chazal, all the sudden, were nervous about this? What happened to Kenyan Soder? What's Kenyan Soder? Kenyan Soder is that one guy gives the other one a handkerchief, he picks it up, and it's a chalipin, it's like an exchange. So, so, um, so what happens? So the Lekeach gives the Meicher a Soder, and when the Meicher picks up that Soder, like we do by Mechir Chametz and all that type of stuff, Right? And by, by Yerksuba, right? You, you lifted it up. So, in exchange, the Meicher is Makna, the goods. Now, he hasn't taken possession of it yet. So, there's a fire. The Meicher is going to say, hey, what do I have to save it for? Right? It doesn't belong to me. So, any case, other type of Kinyan, there are other type of Kinyanim as well, where you don't take possession immediately, and yet we don't find the Chazal were nervous that there might be a loss. That's the Sma's question. Vieshlaimarni answers the Khalzman Shle Kiberham Peris There's a difference. When you made a Kenyan Sudr, right? No, you haven't the, the seller has not got payment for the goods yet. He doesn't have the money in his hand. And now you'll say Okay, but he could go to Bezdin, and he could say there was a Kenyan Sudr, and I want my money now, and the guy will say, well, where's my Paris? I'm sorry, there was a fire, right? That's a big pain in the neck to start getting your money. So he's not very happy that he'll have to run. So it's better to die for him to go save the grain so he'll get his money in an easy way. Masha'enkin, if he already took payment, which is Kenyan Kesef, he's got the money already. So what's the problem? The, the Lekeach will take him to Bezdin to get his money back? Okay, he'll fight with him then. Till then he has the money. So that's why Dafka with Kesef, Chazal, were mevatalit. Umizatam nami besitumta kanya. Situmta we've talked about a few times. A few times, and that is if there's a custom in a certain industry to do something that seals the deal, like a handshake, right? You say Mazel Tov sometimes in the diamond district. Say Mazel Tov with a handshake, that's called a Kenyan. Same question. There was no transfer of goods yet. Why aren't you afraid that he won't save it? The answer is he hasn't gotten payment yet either. So therefore, that is, says the Sma, the reason why Kesef is different. Now, the, the Pischei points out, and if you look on the next page, on page 37, in the top line of the Pischei Tshuva, after he brings the, the Sma, he writes as follows, V'ayin b'sefer nesivas ha-mishbat, Shekosav d'nireh, D'vikinyin sudur v'situmto, Afilu nosan ha-moiz gam kein kaina. That, in the case of a Kinyin sudur and situmto, let's say I make a Kinyin sudur. That is the Kinyin that I'm using to be kaina. But I also pay the guy for it. I'm also giving him money. I'm not using that for the Kenyan, but I'm paying him the money. So what happens in that case? L'chaira, in that case, the smas far is out the window because he already has the money. So we should say that the Kenyan soldier shouldn't work, right? Say that the handshake shouldn't work. So he says, no, it works. Why? Because normal cases, when you do these other Kenyanim, you don't pay right away. So when the Rabbanon made the rules, they didn't differentiate. If Sudr and Situmta work, because most cases you don't give money, and therefore there's no problem, even if you were a guy who gave money, it still applies. And the opposite. 
What about by money? So we're saying the whole svara of money is because since the seller received his payment, he has no incentive to save the goods. What if he didn't receive full payment? What if he just gave him a down payment? So one second. So you did a Kenyan kasef, but not all the kasef, and now he still has an incentive to go and save the goods because he wants the rest of his money. So maybe in that case you should say that the Kenyan should work because you don't have the Svara. Again, loy plug. So the Akhrainim are saying here, very Gishmaka Svara is number one. The Gemara Svara of Kenyan Mois doesn't work. Chazawar Mavatalit because he'll have no incentive to save the grain. And the Achrayim are saying other Kinyanim, since no payment has been taken, he does have an incentive. Even if you're going to find me in either situation, an exception to the rule, in the logic of it, still the halacha applies. It's a light plug across the board. Okay. Now, now there's a couple of interesting things here when we talk about Amisha Para. This curse that the guy gets, meaning he paid money, Chazal say it's not kaina, it's not kaina anymore, even though Midarai said it's kaina. However, if a person backs out, he accepts on himself this curse. So if you look on page 38, Shochan Aruch and Reish Dalit, Sif Aleph, says this halacha, like we already explained, whoever retracts. Now listen to these words. Very interesting Lashon. He didn't act like a Jew. Jew made a commitment to keep your word. Ah, technicalities, it wasn't really kind of. I don't know what to say. You made a commitment. It's not just a verbal commitment, but there was an action to the commitment. And therefore he's to accept on himself this Mishapara. Now if you look to the next page, Sif Dalid, Kate said Mikabal Mishapara on page thirty-nine. What does it mean you accept a Mishapara? Oyrin Oisoi Bezdin, Bezdin curses him. The Oimrim, and they say the following Mishapara Meanshe Doramabal, the one who punished the Doramabal, Umeanshe Doraflaga, Umeanshe Stoim Vamoira, Umi Mitzraim Shetavu Bayam, who Yifra Mimishaina Oimir Bidiburai, he will punish someone who doesn't stand by his word. With the Kenyan mice. So it sounds very general. They tell him, not that Hashem's gonna pay back the one who doesn't. They're gonna, Hashem's gonna punish you. Make it very specific. It's not even in Bezdin. They announce it in Shul. In public, they make this public curse. So, now, this is very interesting. This is very serious. I think Darach Hashulchan writes, that the minig is not to do it in public, the minig to do it in Bezdin, if someone has this happen. Um, what's his Lashen? Uh, they do it in Bezdin. And they also don't do, says the Aruch HaShulchan, the direct to you. They just say it in the general, general sense. Now it's very interesting to note, why is it that we chose these people to say, the Dora Mabo, Dora Flaga, Anche Stein Vamira, 
Mitzrayim. Like what's specific here? So if you look in the uh, in the Sma and Ois Ches, I guess it is Zion or Ches there in the second last uh, skinny line over on page thirty-nine. They don't have it. Um, they don't have it uh, grayed off. But he writes like this: Beprisha Kasafti. I wrote the Sma is the author of the Prisha and the Drisha. The nearly denokat hani. Why these specific people? Mishum devahani nisparsim hashkochas Hashem isbarach. Through these people, it became public Hashem's hashkocha al maisim haroim for people who do bad things. Devneyada uparalem bepumbi lefim asayim. All of these people were punished publicly according to their action. It was very clear. Why did it say the Mitzrayim who were sung? What about the Mitzrayim? No. Why Tavu Bayam? As we said, it was very clear the Midah Kenegamida. Now, even though every Makkah you could see the Ashkach Praz Midah Kenegamida, but the Sma saying, when it came to the drowning in the Yamsuf, Kivadovra Shazadu Aleyem, right, it was very clear um, that um, it was very clear the. Um, the Midah Kenegad Midah. So therefore, we're trying to point out the Ashkocha Pratis of people who do Maisim Haroim. Be very careful, mister, who's retracting on his word. HaKadosh Baruch Hu pays back for people who don't do things properly. That's the Smaz Pshat. The Aruch HaShulchan brings here from the Marsha. It's the Marsha in Mesech Tebava Metziyanda from Amches or that neighborhood. The Marsha also asked the question, why these specific people? And the Rachashulchan says, This person's mouth spoke a lie, right? He committed to something and he's retracting. Chazal say about all these people, they all talk lies. They were all didn't say the truth. And therefore, we're saying, those are people who didn't say the truth. Look what happened to them. You also. Be careful by not speaking the truth. Va'oid, and then he brings his own pshat. Aruch HaShulchan says a third pshat. And he says an unbelievable thing. He says, We know that schar mitzvah and oinish avera, the rewards for mitzvahs and the punishment for averas, are not in this world. Schar this is haba. V'har adam, but many people live in oilam hazeh, and Shein Choshim Lein Sheilam Abba. It's not on their radar to be punished on Eilam Abba. Bechol Min Yonim Rak Be'Avle Eilam Azeh. You want to know why? Because they're all busy in Eilam Azeh to be successful in this world. They don't think about Eilam Abba. V'chach Oimrim Loi. So we tell them, don't think that Hashem only punishes in Eilam Abba. Hashem punishes in Eilam Azeh too. Look what Hashem did to all these people. He didn't wait for Eilam Abba to punish Dora Mabal and Mitzrayim and Slav Amira. He punished them in Eilam Azeh. So you also better be careful. Don't, you know, don't think you, you, you live in Eilam Azeh, you'll deal with Eilam Abba when you get there. No, 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 no. Even Eilam Azeh, your Eilam Azeh that you're worried about, Hashem punishes here, so we're, maybe he'll, the person will have charata and keep his word. So that is three different pshatim, the Sma, the Marsha, and the Arach and why we pick these people. Now, um... A couple more things here about the Misha Parah. 
The first thing is, there's a big machlaikis, the Ramah and the Shach, on page 40. What happens if we know that money is not kind of midiraisa? But we want it to work anyways. We're going to say, we're aware that money is not kind of, I'm sorry, that money is kind of midiraisa, and the Rabbanan took off the Kenyan. But we're going to make a tznai that we want it to work anyways. Are we able to override it or not? We've already learned numerous times when it comes to money, called t'nai b'mam and kayim, that you can make conditions that things are dependent on when it comes to monetary things. So could I make a t'nai that the money should work? Override takanas chazal. So the Ramah here, the last, uh, uh, the last little piece of Ramah, right before Sivav, if they make it tonight that they want it to work, it'll work. They could override it. And the Shach argues. If you look on the right side, the Shach, in Sif Katan, Tasyud, whatever it is there, he says, um, he says, the, the, the Beis Yosef learned it from earlier. The, what was the case? That was in a case where the Kenyan really should work. Let's say it's for, for Karka, for, for real estate, Kenyan works. Kesef works. Or Shtar works. Over there was a situation where the normal Minig was that they don't finish the Kenyan until the document is signed and sealed. So therefore, since that's the way it works, so the Kenyan on its own doesn't work. But if we come along and say, no, 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 it's okay, we want the Kenyan to work on its own without the document. That you could override. That's the case there. Why, says the Shach? Because over there there was an extra piece being added. You don't want the extra piece of the document, you could give that up. But here's the Takanas Chachamim. This wasn't some type of minig. Chachamim said it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, you can't get out of it. So we have Machleika Shach and Ramah if you're able to circumvent Takanas Chachamim or not. So that's one halach. Um, now, the Pischei Tshuva says, what about the following case? What happens if there's insurance on the grain? What happens if there's insurance on the grain? If you look at the Pesach Shuv on page 40, top line, Niknu b'mois ayin ber heitiv da'ashach chaylik, that's the shach we just learned, umishum d'lei nasnu chacham in d'vam l'shira, which means aloi pluk. Umihai time in ira poshut, da'afil l'fim ha'shanagu achshav, be'elu ha'medinois, she'esh chabura soicherim sh'amashamim l'mi sh'er l'edz leka. They pay you back if there's a fire. B'schei rasoi. Percent, whether Hanog, whether they pay a percentage. or Bituach. Bituach is insurance. Sarins, insurance, right? Insurance. Right? So over here, you don't have the Chashash anymore. What's the case? I give $100 to buy the grain. The grain is insured, right? So now, what's better for me? Is it better for me that I have ownership of that grain? And even if there's a fire, I'm happy because I'll be paid back my insurance. 
And not only will I be paid back my insurance, whatever they valued it as, it might be even a bigger value than I get it for right now that I even paid for it. I paid $100 because I plan on reselling for $300. Maybe they estimated it at $300. So I would be very happy that it belongs to me just with Kesef. Right? They pay insurance to you, but they pay to the whole... No, I'm the owner because our Kesef will be kinder. We'll make Kesef be kinder because I'm happy for it to be kinder. It'll belong to me and the insurance will pay me the money. Okay. Right? Still, Again, loy plug. So we had a numerous loy plug so far. We had loy plug before with the stimtusa, with the sudor, and if you pay part money, we have a loy plug according to the shach if you try to circumvent it, and we have a loy plug even if you'd be happy for the money to work because you're going to get insurance and you might even get more money. Still, still, um, still loy plug. Very interesting. Okay, now, when we talk about the Mishapara, let's talk about a couple of halachas here to finish this off. Let's, the easiest thing is to turn, to turn to page 47. On page, I know I'm skipping a few pages, but um, it's basically the, Shulchan, the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch. And the basic idea is, is as follows. Let's say I made a Kenyan Kasef, right? So you're telling me it's not really mine, but if I retract... I get a Mishapara. But what happens if I have a reason for retracting? Now, the main reason for retracting, which Chazal were nervous about, was a change in price. I really paid $100 for $100 of grain. All of a sudden, tomorrow, the price changes. I want to retract. Chazal said, listen, Lemaise, you put down money, you get a Mishapara. But what happens if the reason I want to retract is because there's, the goods are being damaged. They're going to be destroyed. I want to back out of it. I don't want to lose my goods. I haven't taken possession yet. Do I get a Mishapara on that too? So the Gemara says no. The Gemara says if there's a loss involved, you don't get a Mishapara for retracting. So let's look at the Arach HaShulchan on page 47 from the top. Nosan Demei HaMekach. Let's say you paid money. Vinenas HaMekach HaMekach Chaydim Shalach HaLekech. And there was some type of Aynas. Vamerlei so you, the buyer, said, listen, either give me my merchandise or give me back my money. One or the other, right? You asked before about giving back the money. Mm-hmm. Now, even though there are Edim, that it was an Oynes. Even if you could prove he wasn't lazy, he tried his best to save it. So you might say, look, the Chachamim's thing doesn't apply here. The guy did try and save it. He's able to retract. The loss belongs to the Meicher. Now, It wasn't lost yet, but I know there's a hurricane coming. And I know it's going to get destroyed. You could retract without a Mishapara. This is what I just mentioned before. A Mishapara was for a case. The Mishapara was there to ensure this Kenyan if there's a change in value. Right? But if there's going to be a complete loss, that Chazal were not Mishapara. Just a complete loss? What about the hurricane? Okay, so one second. 
And the Moichah can't say, one second, so what if there's a hurricane coming? When the hurricane comes, I'll give you back your money. No. No, there's, there's going to be a loss. It's happening. I want my money now. Don't, I don't want to start handling later. That when you could retract before the Aynas, is only in a case where you see an Aynas coming on the entire, a loss on the entire thing. There's only be a partial loss. So you can't retract ahead of time. But if the loss already happened, even if it's a small loss and a partial loss, you could already be chayzer. So if it's a full loss, you could retract before and after. If it's a partial loss, you can't retract till it happens, but then you could retract on the whole thing. But it ha- the loss has to happen. This is a very important halacha. So there's important halacha that when a person's kind of medamim, there's a mishapara, there's an exception to the mishapara. There's an exception in the case of loss, depending on the situation here. Now the last thing we're going to learn for tonight to finish off the sugya mishapara, as if you notice, we're moving a little bit because we're catching up a little bit to the island. Um, <laughs> and uh, that is as follows. The Gemara in Chulin on page 48, the Gemara says an interesting thing. The Gemara says that there's a concept, an Erev Yontif, um, the, um, if you look at where it gets gray, um, the first gray line is like halfway down in the, the four lines from, the, from where the Gemara is. It says, the Mishnah says, four times a year, which is most Erev Yom Taivim, um, when the people eat a lot of meat, so usually what happens is you go to a butcher, right? On a regular Shabbos, Shabbos, you go to a butcher, tell him I need some meat. So he says, listen, I have a cow here, right? So when every, so I'm going to sell piece by piece by piece. When I've sold most or all the pieces, we'll shecht it and we'll split it up, right? Now you'll say, but there's no one else coming and I need a piece of meat. Well, too bad. I'm sorry. I don't have to shecht it for you if you... Uh, if you um, because uh, the whole animal I need to sell. But four times a year, you can make him shecht bal karchai. You could force him to shecht. Afilu shor shavelev dinarim. It's an axe worth a thousand dinarim. Vein le dinner. And I'm just buying one dinner worth of meat. Why? Because of simchas yantif. So everyone should have simchas yantif. So now, the Gemara says over there, now lechaira, um, So he says, So what happens if, before I shechted, in other words, I gave the butcher a dollar for some meat, and before he shechted it, the animal died. So does he have to pay me back or not? Right, now there was a Kenyan Kesef. So we know a Kenyan Kesef doesn't work. And there's a hefzit here, right? So he should have to give back my dollar. But no, but the fact that we force him to shechted for the dollar, you know what that really means to say? The Chachamim are saying that even though normally we took off the Kenyan Kasef, but certain times a year we kept Kenyan Kasef on its Dairaisa. And therefore that belongs to you. And if it dies, it dies, it's, it's your loss. Bishar Yemay Sashana, the rest of the year, if you give a dollar, Kenyan Kasef doesn't work. 
If it dies, he's got to give you back your money. And the Gemara says this, if you look down to the next time where it gets gray, right before the Mishnah, They went back to the Din That's our Gemara from before. So Chazal, in certain instances, put the cash, Kenyan Kesef, back to its Din Deiraisa, that it's Kaina. And this is brought down on the next page in Shulchan Aruch. Yesh man shemoyis kainos shamidu chachamim divrei al dintayra bevasar four times a year erev yom tevachren shalchag erev shmini atzeres because erev the first day of Sukkot Rashi says over there people are very busy with the dalim minim and their sukkah so they don't have time to make big meals but erev shmini atzeres they have big, they they already have time for big meals erev yom tevrishin shal pesach erev atzeres erev shvuos and erev rosh hashanah shemoy. Now, if you turn the page, says the Ramah, This is not only a din by meat on Erev Yontif. Any, if even if you want to pay for wine for Kiddush on Erev Shabbos, Tikana, Tikhalki, I Gavno, Hemidu, Divrayam, Aldin, Taira. I went to buy wine for Kiddush, I paid with money, and then all of a sudden somebody knocked over the bottle and it broke. So the Meicher says to me, I'm sorry, I have your wine. And I say, One second, Kenyan Kassif doesn't work. Give me back my money. And he says, No, it works. It's a Dvar Mitzvah. Right? And if you look at. Um, and if you look at the, um, who, who says this? Do they say it? Someone I thought says he was in any Dvar Mitzvah. In fact, on the bottom of the page 49, there's a Chassam Seifer that says, not only is it meat for Yantif, but for Purim as well, he says. Because you're supposed to eat meat on Purim. And he says, which seems to say, that it's by or many mitzvahs, there's other mitzvahs as well. So any mitzvah, Kenyan Kesef might work for. In the back here, on the page 52 and 53, they put an overview. If you remember, in the last book, they had an overview in the back. This time they put it after each section. And he has a case over here on page 52. He says on the top there, a practical example would be if an Esrig merchant ordered a shipment from Israel, paid cash in advance, and then the boat sunk. So who would bear the cost? So it would seem that in this case, the, well, we know if there's a loss, you can back out. But then he says, but what about yantif? Yantif, things that are yantif, or for a mitzvah, we see that Kenyan Kesef does work. So maybe you could say that it's the loss of the buyer, because Kenyan Kesef works. Now you might be able to argue and say there's a difference between the guy who's actually buying it for the mitzvah as opposed to the host, the seller, right? It's involved in a mitzvah, but it's not exactly buying yai in the kiddush. Yeah. But he brings a pischei choshen that says you can only take advantage of this exception to the rule for a sale made on erev yontif itself. It's only on erev yontif the chazal um, chazal did this, and it's interesting the way that the way he explains it, because in the paragraph before, 
when he was saying what the exception for meat is, he writes, the reason for this is because transactions move more quickly in the hectic pre yuntive season, and one can assume the sides agreed to finalize the deal right away. Now, it, it's, I'm not sure, I have to look, I'm not sure of the Rishayim on that Gemara, because the Rishayim sound like it's since we forced the guy to shecht it, so they made it that it's an automatic Kenyan. Now, the fact that the Ramon, the Achrayim, stretched it to all other mitzvahs, you could say mehechatesi, but they did. But could be again, like he's saying, and I'm sure this is from Rabbi Kohn, I'm sure the, he say has a source for this, even though he doesn't say it here, is that the Chazal was saying, on Erev Yontem, when everyone's in a rush for a mitzvah, they want the transactions to happen. Now not everybody has time, and everybody's happy about that. You just want things to keep on moving. So... That would only be an Arab Yantif. So the Esrik dealer might not apply to, it won't apply to, that sinks in the middle of the season if it's not Arab Yantif. But I want to say another Svara, even according to his Svara, right, there's other Svara that it's only the actual buyer. It's not so much the din of Arab Yantif per se, it's the person who's doing the mitzvah, he's the one who Chazal said Kenyan Kesef could work. But not anything that has a schmeck of a mitzvah, because it's going to be used in three months for a mitzvah, all of a sudden, Kenyan Kasef, Chazal said, doesn't, uh, Chazal say Kenyan Kasef works. So those are the svaras here for this uh, exception to the rule. And that is the halacha of Kenyan Kasef and the concept of a Mishapara. And Bez Hashem, we will continue next week.